Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. You're tuned in to Wild Podcast. By all means, go to wildpodcast.me. That's W-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot M-E. Today we have a special guest. We have Tina O'Haley. She's here to talk to us about her book, When Darkness Begins. Tina, how are you doing? I'm doing really well today. How are you? I'm doing well. So this is your second book. Um, Tell me a little bit about the first one and how you transitioned into the second one. So the first fiction novel is called Absolute Darkness, and it is a, it's for adults, it's sci-fi fantasy, time travel type of, uh, of film, but based in reality here. This book is YA because I had so many readers that were skewing a little young, and I'm like, well, Absolute Darkness has a lot of gore in it, so let me write something that's a little less gory. So it is a flashback, really. It happens within um, maybe five minutes of time in that's from Absolute Darkness, uh, where the main character, Alexander, recalls his childhood. And in, in it, we, let, we see how he became who he is. And, of course, who he is is a 10,000-year-old Vecchi uh, uh, for the Vecchi species uh, was there, and uh, we are actually the outcast from their, uh, their species. Uh, we are called Linears. So it is a journey of him coming to age 40,000 years ago. He's only 10,000 years old, but it's time travel, right? Uh, so it's coming of age, and he is trying to survive the ritual that his uh, his uh, tri- uh, tribe has to go through um, so that they can become uh, time guardians. So what got you into uh, – I, I want to say what got you into time travel, but what made you want to write this particular genre? So for this one – um, the first book got me into the characters, and I had been writing a thriller prior to Absolute Darkness, and I liked the characters, and I found, I got into caving, and I really love caving, so I made my characters cavers, and of course that, uh, launched me into finding Alexander, who lives in a cave, and, uh, I had to figure out more about him. So really it was finding that character and then trying to uncover it. And the time travel aspect just was a, a one of many uh, layers that got added into the, the stories. And then I wanted to write something for YA, but I really wanted to write something more for m- me, um, for 16-year-old me. I never read YA when I was a child. I started reading, you know, King and Koontz and, you know, Irma Brombeck when I was way too young. We're talking first grade. And um, I didn't have time for Nancy Drew and things like that. So this is really a a book for that 16-year-old nerdy child who was trying to understand how the universe and time worked, and there wasn't enough stuff. And I hadn't found science fiction yet. I had a very limited library that I could pull from. Got you. So so what what is the audience saying about your material now? Uh, how, How are the reviews? Well, we just finished a book tour, had a seven-day book tour um, online, and uh, lots of reviews came through, every single one of them just praising it. They love the, the characters, the world. They're saying it's very unique. Uh, it's something no one's really seen before. And then this Vecchi uh, people and how what they have to do, and Alexander, everyone just falls in love with them. And his uh, his first love, Katha, who, he's, who is – a Vecchi, um, like he is, but she is not in the book. She is not developing uh, developing her time seeing skills, so she's destined to die in the ritual that they all have to go through. 
So part of uh, his journey is to try and save her, to try and help her get through that, which is something we see him do over and over again in his life. Uh, so, so great reviews. Uh, it, everyone at first, uh, ubiquitously, there, there's a lot of threads that start in the book where I introduce everybody. So everyone was like, wow, wasn't sure at first, but then it really fell together. It was seamless and the ending was beautiful. So I noticed that you have some background history in animation. Do you plan on turning this book into a, a possible movie? I hadn't thought of that actually. So yes, I, I come from animation. Um, I worked at Disney and DreamWorks, and uh, now I teach animation and uh, uh, at a university and, and have a blast. And the funny thing is, is, is I oversee students' works all the time doing uh, animated films, and I hadn't quite thought about this in its future. But, yes, it could be. There could be things with it. Certainly with the, the young adult aspect of it, there's some beautiful and picturesque things that, that would lend themselves to either animation or, or live action. So throughout your experience of writing, um, for people who listen to this podcast, uh, why don't you give them a couple of tips on, you know, how you got started and how you stay dedicated to writing your two books? I think the biggest thing that I've learned is you have to write in order to write, as odd as that sounds, but a lot of people write about writing or write that they're going to write. It's just like, no, just, just put the words down. And the thing is you have to turn off that part of your brain that doubts or that criticizes or that puts other things in the way or tells you it's not good enough. No, it's not going to be good enough. It's going to be awful. And you're going to hate it, but then you make it better. The, the first draft is awful. Uh, you make it better or you throw it away and you find out what other thing lies on the other end of it. And then you love it and then you're going to hate it again. And then you'll love it one more time. And And I think the trick is to – like any, any, anything that you want to get better at, whether it's, you know, doing yoga or practicing the piano or anything like that or art, you, you just have to keep doing it. And, and with study and reading and writing and purging yourselves of those demons that have to be formed into words, uh, you'll get better. So it seems like you're extremely busy because you're teaching at a university and you're promoting your second book. Uh, so what are you doing in your downtime if you if you ever have any? Uh, my favorite activity uh, when I do get the downtime and all things align is I do like to cave, uh, explore caves that do not have water in them generally or, or not a whole lot. I don't cave dive as my first book has cave diving in it, and that, I don't do that. That scares me. Uh, that's generally what I like to do. Or hike in the woods. I like to uh, uh, get out into nature as much as I can. So what what was the latest cave that you were in? The latest one was a a cave that my friend he's a property manager of and he's mapping it and uh, he helped me when I was mapping a cave years ago and through thick and thin and uh, in tight places he was there for me so the last one I was in was helping him map the parts of that cave. Hmm. Mapping is that just like scoping it out or you guys are gonna like what's what's mapping? So it's literally old school surveying with um with tape and and uh, flashlights and compasses and then gotcha. uh, he he draws in a sketchbook this waterproof and then when you come out you he'll put that on paper and turn it into the the um, group that keeps track of, track of those maps mostly they're used for uh, like rescue things and things like that. Hmm. 
Okay. So if someone wants to reach out to you and talk to you some more about your book or even purchase your book from you, uh, do you have a social media? Like, how can they get in contact with you? Um, I'm everywhere on social media as T. O'Haley or To O'Haley, some people call it. Um, I'm also on Facebook under Darkness Universe Books. But you can find gotcha. me on Twitter, T-O-H-A-I-L-E-Y. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Tina O'Haley. She's the author of When Darkness Begins. You're listening to Wild Podcast. Tina, thank you so much for coming on to the show. We hope to have you back on again. Thank you very much for having me. This was lovely. No problem.